Episode 339, The Rant. Nate Reeves, Board 119 certified basketball official, ex-baller, and former York College coach. Chances are, if you've been in the summer circuit in New York City, you have seen one Nate Reeves. In this pod, we chop it up after some games we just did, discussing his early life in Hempstead, New York, his early days falling in love with the game of basketball, his college days at York, to being one of the top officials in the NYC circuit. All that and more, my conversation with Nate, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from four under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit legendsu.com or follow us on Instagram at LILegendsU. Legends are not born, they are created. The Rant has been brought to you by the Island Garden, located at 45 Cherry Valley Avenue, West Hempstead, New York. Long Island. Enjoy three basketball courts with various camps, clinics, leagues, and the biggest AAU outfit in the nation, the Long Island Lightning. For more information to find out how you can get on the court, contact Tom at islandgarden.com. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, Board 119, certified basketball official. Also, one of the top officials in the Utopia Network of officiating with, of course, John Costa. Shout out to my man and Joe LeGram and all those guys. I know Mentors, that, definitely mentors. Yeah, definitely all them. We'll get into all of that. But uh, also, you know, somebody that's just always around the circuit. And I had the pleasure to do three games finally with him. And also, Woo. a long time, your college and uh Assistant coach, as exactly. well as a Hempstead native, which we'll get into Ooh. all these types of things. But Stead, the Heights, what's up? My man, Nate Reeves. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Blessed, man. I want to say first, I want to say thank you for inviting me, uh, especially to Island Garden and to the rent. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I saw uh, Jughead the other day, and he was like, yo, why you ain't put me on? Yo, Nate's calling me. He's telling me he's doing 50 games a day. <laughs> it's like, bro, don't you Hard got enough? enough. <laughs> Don't you got enough work? Yeah, you got to tell him to reset his password yeah, so we can I get him, him up I in help there, him. Man. I definitely help him. He's one of my mentors, definitely. So I haven't, truth be told, man, today was a special day because I, I feel like I haven't ref there in like 16 months. Literally, mm-hmm. I haven't ref there since like February wow. of 2020. Wow. So I haven't been there in a while. And then since I uh, acquired the assigning job, I really wanted to lay my foundation to a point of like not refing so mm-hmm. they would take me serious as an administrator and I think I'm at that point where you know now I can ease myself back in so fortunate it was a pleasure working yeah, man. with you today man felt like you know what I mean we've been working for years I again. know yeah we, we I know we did some SABL games long long ago yeah, and I don't even remember yeah. that and we were yes. probably just on something but you know I feel like we've been reinvigorated because now it's a little different and of course it started off and you were probably refing um, during the pandemic, yes, and I, I want to get into all that, but let's talk about the experience that we had today, man. It was some crazy games. Great games. I, like, like I told you earlier, I said 
today's three games was like the best games I had since you put me on out here in Island Garden. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I mean, obviously you could still work on some things, but it was oh, great yeah, that definitely. the first game and the third game specifically was very competitive. It was something that I was working on. I, I truth be told, I haven't worked that hard in that long. I just, I kind of forgot it. Didn't it. Show. it didn't show, bro. You know what I mean? We I mean, look, we worked together. Yeah, it was good. Eye at contact. That, at that, that point, it's muscle memory, but that's really good. And you, you're going to West 4th, right? You yeah, I got this. a game today to open up West 4th, 345, you know? You heard me? All right, so we're going to make sure that we get this all in. And we're yeah. taping this on 1255 p.m. on June 26, 2021. Um, the pandemic has gone through so many different variations. And now, mm-hmm. you know, it's really weird to see Island Garden because I remember for the longest time, especially like around a year ago this time, it was completely closed. They would talk yes. about they're not paying their rent. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And now mm-hmm. it's to the point where, you know, people are massless. Nobody's checking temperatures at the door. And that was a thing for a while. But mm-hmm. I want to go all the way back a year and a half ago in March 2020. Um, what was what were you doing like in terms well, of officiating? Because I know that you was probably going to multiple venues. Um, when was the moment that you took this all like real serious? Well, I'm assistant principal and I work in Manhattan. So the minute uh, COVID hit, I had a meeting first with with my team in the school. Like in February, like yo, this thing might be serious, blah blah blah. And next year, you know, March they shut it down. So we was working remotely from home. Everything shut. I mean, the whole world got shut down. Right. And as an assistant principal, you know that the Department of Education in the state of New York, they never close nothing for nothing. It don't matter mm-hmm. if there's 50 inches mm-hmm. of snow on the ground. So I really feel that when de Blasio and, and, and Cuomo came out and said, like, you know, we're going to shut down for like two weeks. You knew it was serious. Right. But yes. did you know that the magnitude of what was going to go on? Uh, not really. Uh, it just. It is hit New York City first up mm. out of everywhere. So. It was just a crazy, the numbers, and we lost Willie. Uh, that's when it really, like, oh, my God, we got to stay in the house. This is crazy. I was scared to go outside. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it just hit a little different yeah, in listen, New York. I think, I think everyone was like that, right? I know for me, Ralph the ref, referee rant, all of that stuff, I felt like, I wouldn't say that some of my identity died, but what kind of meaning can you have if there's no games to ref? Right. Exactly. What kind of what kind of interviews can I do if there's no refereeing going on? But I realized that I could flip it and say, like, well, everybody's not refing. So we all have stories outside of that. And that's primarily what I do on this show to mm-hmm. try to figure out you the multidimensionality of mm-hmm. a person outside right. of officiating, because you're much more than that. But Correct. Um, with with that, in terms of officiating, especially like, you know, March, April, May, everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. New York City was just shut down. There was no right. rims on the on the Oops. course. Right. Did it make you at that point? Lose your love of reference? Were you thinking about it constantly? What I what we started, real click the click that I have it was it was Jug, it was Pasta, and it was Tony. We just start clicking like every day, speaking, talking basketball, sharing plays, uh, and always stay connected with those guys. So it felt like you know we were still in the game because we was showing videos, we was asking questions, we had, we was on Zoom, we was on calls. So it was like you know. We had to change the way we hung out. Mm. It was just different. Right. Now, I do know that I remember it was like November and there was like these pockets of things, kind of underground, speakeasy type of refereeing. And I saw all of y'all in the mix. You, <laughs> j- just all the people you mentioned, yep. Desta, mm-hmm. uh, Jughead. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. So Colson's, he, he's on to his antics. What was that like refereeing was, during that time? Uh, I had the opportunity, John put me on to do that um, 
that high school game with the top five in, in the tri-state uh, on TV. You know what I mean? It was a, a great look. You know, it was amazing. You know what I'm saying? But they still did the precautions and they had, the fans had to, you know what I mean, wear their mask. They had, you know, so it was, it, was, it was different. Yeah. It was definitely different. Yeah, and that was cool that you were able to keep um, your skills the slam, sharp. Yeah, the I slam, yeah, 16, the Gatorade. And, and I think that was really all we had. You know, it was really mm-hmm. weird at that time. And then I remember in January when they said Long Island is going to have at-risk, high-risk sports open up. And then, and then my tournament happened. Mm-hmm. Talk about your experience during the tournament. Um, it was a great experience. I just want to say thank you again for giving me the opportunity to come out here and work. Uh, I spoke to a couple of guys about, you know, working at Island Garden. They was like, uh, why you want to do it? I said, yo, it's an opportunity. I want to keep sharp. I want to stay focused on my craft. I want to improve and get better. And if I can go to Long Island and work on some things, why not? Mm. Mm. Now, I, I really feel like the New York High School Madness tournament that happened in March when everything was shut down and we had all of the teams from New York State, I really feel like that particular tournament opened up the floodgates for everyone to be like, all right, we could do it safely. We could figure this mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that same type of sentiment? Of course. And I, I was praying. I was like, yo, how can I get on this Long Island board? Mm. And you spoke about that as well. Like, got to come to 41. So I'm thinking about that. Right, you know what I mean? Opportunities to open no, up. No, come home, man. Yeah. I'm See, normally Hempstead, when I, you know what I mean? Stay normally there. when I tell officials to come home, that means I want, they should shave their head, but I'm telling <laughs> you to come home like, this is your home. But, um, <laughs> definitely, you know, now it's, you know, it's, it's damn near opened up. Um, and I'm pretty sure that you're just getting busy like we used to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like I have to get acclimated. Also, that whole duality um, as an administrator that I'm mm-hmm. trying to juggle. But, you know, during this whole time of pause, then opening up slightly, and now to the point where, you know, New York has pretty much eradicated the coronavirus. I can't speak for any other state, but mm-hmm. I know for New York State, we, get, we have it pretty much under control. What do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time of pause? I really, you know, I started worrying about my health. Health was number one. I was at home, staying in the house, like, what can I do? I went to my job. I took my pull-up bar on my bench, brought it home, and just started working out like a fanatic. So, mm. you know, it changed my habits. And you think, and you've been able to sustain that? Sustain it. I still work out, work out like twice a day if I can. Damn, we calling that game money. I like yeah, that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be at work, 6 o'clock. I'm at work. Mm. I do a little workout at the job, eat something, and start the day. Mm. It just never stop. I tell people, it just never stop. You mm. just got to... Because before that, I was fasting to lose some weight. I was fasting. So it just naturally just turned into just that. Yes. Yeah. And now, you know, when you get into your 30s and your, your 40s and 50s, you got to <clears throat> gotta figure out some new different ways to trick your body. And you Exactly, know. man. You just got to stay focused and whatever you do, you just got to be religious at it. So Yeah, word. I'm just still religious at it. Yeah, so. I definitely dropped 40 pounds since you last saw me from the New York <laughs> High School Madness. So... I definitely feel you, but you know, I'm very interested to hear your whole story and how you hooked up with John and you from Hempstead. So, you know, um, I, I know for me, the first time I d- identified you as like, because I think when we were doing those SABL games, it's like, eh, mm-hmm. we, we, I mean, that's really chill, chill time, right? Right, right. But I do remember this specifically. I think this was around three years ago, mm-hmm. and you were working at Nazareth High School. You had the game before mm-hmm. me, and I was like, this guy's, this guy's really good, man. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really interested to hear your story. Having said that, talk about where are you from? Where did you grow? Where did you grow up? Well, what did I'm you from, play growing I'm, up? I'm from Hempstead, man. Stand <laughs> up uh, from the Heights. You know, stand up, Hempstead. So uh, that's like behind Checkers, right? All on that side of Hempstead Turnpike, Fairview Boulevard, Fairview Fellow here. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So you know this place back and forth pretty uh, much? Yeah, of course. Midway. Uh. 
Terrace, Parkside. They told me they never hills. ride my bike at Terrace Avenue. Well, come on. Yeah, yeah probably so. I, don't know. I haven't been there in like years, yeah. but yeah, probably the same. Uh, so just talk about your uh, experience growing up here. And in terms of uh, sports, what did you play? Well, I definitely played basketball and track. I ran a lot of track in high school. My mom would not let me play football, even though I was really good catching the ball. Like, mm-hmm. I had good hands, but my mom was like, it's too physical brain injury so I just stuck to basketball damn she knew that in the 80s she knew that back then she was like no and you thought she was bugging I thought she was bugging you was a skinny but kid then I though got right hit one time I was yeah, like you so, know what? my mom's smart yeah. my mom's a smart lady Word. but growing up in Hempstead you know here growing up playing together with the guys first started with the AAU here you know it was you know you built a unit together we've been playing together since seven eight nine ten and it just translate to high school mm. you just know where everybody's they hot spots so that's why we just killed in high school. I think in my senior year, we lost one game in wow. my senior year high school. Who was also good at that time? We're talking late 80s. Oh, Freeport was good. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt, um, Malvern. Uh, that was always our contest. Yeah, mm. those teams. Yeah, I, I'm interested to hear, and I don't know if you were at that time playing at the park. Were you playing at the park? I was at every park, man. Okay, what, what parks were you hitting up? What was the park scene looking like back well, then? Well, back then... It was right on, uh, off the heights. Uh, uh, guys would just come. We, I'd be there all day. That's how I got my nickname. I used to play outside in hot weather. Mm. I mean, it was like 90 degrees, and it feel it on your feet through your sneakers. Mm. So what it was like, yo, nine, yo 98. Ron with Nate, 98 Nate, and it just stuck. Like 98 degrees. degrees? Yeah, 98 degrees. That's my nickname growing yeah. up. And it still sticks today. So I see people from Hempstead, yo, 98 was good. So, you know, that name stuck. Mm. I like that nickname. So yeah. after you left Hempstead High School, um, did you end up playing in college? Yeah, I, actually, I went to Sullivan. I started that transmis- transition to Sullivan that made everybody go there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I averaged 24 and nine assists a game one year. You know what I'm saying? Did my yeah. thing at Sullivan. Then I left um, the second year. I didn't go back. And then I came in 92. We had a basketball game out in Brooklyn. And St. John was playing in the game, Ron St. John. And he gave me his card. He's like, yo, I'm a head coach at your college. If you ever interested in coming back to play. Four, like three years later, I come walk in his office, give him the card. He said, hell yeah, I remember who you are. Yo, sit down and come to the game. You're like, aren't you 40 now? Yeah, I was in my, tw- I was in the 20s. I was uh-huh. 23 coming back. Uh, actually, at that time, 24. And he was like, I came to a couple of games. You recruiting me. And I said, I can come back to school and do it. You know what I mean? I still play ball. Mm. You know what I mean? I can go there and, and do my thing. I like the team. I was like, wow. I think I could fit in here. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a natural transition to go there. How was that experience playing over there at your college? And also just taking that whole time off of, you know, three years. I was working and then the job went out of business. I said, I got to do something different. I can't. I'm a manager. And then the job went out of business. It's like, what do I do? Mm. I'm like, I got to go to school. So I remember his, I had his card still in my wallet. Opened it up. I was like, damn, I still got his card. Let me go over there and check it out. Let me find out. I, th- I need to finish school. I only had to do one year, so I had three years left. So, and that was just the case. And what was it like playing over there at your college? Was it, it- was the best experience I could ever have in my life. Mm. Having seniors my first year, Donzel, Antoine, and Bobby just nurture us into, you know, 
what it's all about, graduating and, and moving on. Because when I first got to York, he was saying, oh, you got to dress up and wear. We was like, dress up? I said, bro, I don't have nothing. Yeah, you got to go back to the future, show them what it's like in the yeah. pandemic. Cause the NBA, I don't think the NBA coaches are ever going to dress up again. We no, think. that, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. They, they, it's up to Cozy them. boys it's now. It's cozy, yeah. I wish I wish they was like that a couple of years ago when I was coaching at York. <laughs> we had the best suits on. They knew we was the best dressed when we stepped in there. Right. But going back, you know, that experience going to York College, it changed my life. Mm. You know what I mean? I came there not knowing nothing. No, no direction. And Mr. St. John gave me direction, man. That's, that's incredible of a story because, you know, I feel like now it's so easy to get discoverable because we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have mm -hmm. Facebook. So yeah. you could share something. And I know us referees, sometimes we think, see things on social media, we'd be like, Oh, Nate's at West Fort today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like I just, I just was texting. looking. Yeah. I was looking at the Catholic League, uh, the the camp going on, and I see who's refing that. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's it's interesting how you know when you said it as I saw, I saw Ron St. John. He gave me his card. That's like such a. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just something you can't replicate no more. You can't, know what I mean? Can't. Um, can't change my life. In terms of when you were done with your playing career, did you just all of a sudden transition into the coaching aspect or did yeah, you take I went some straight, time off? No, I went straight into it. I was straight from playing, All-American, my number retired, to coaching. Are you being humble now, man? Well, you know, just a little something, man. Everybody asks about that playing that basketball, you know, I tell them, I played a little bit. Yeah. Played a little bit. Yeah. I was pretty good at the park and I was always the uh, the worst of the best on my basketball team, so. I tell, I tell, I tell, I tell people all the time, I tell Joe Legrand, I said, I'm the, one of the best players you ever refereed with mm. in your college history. I told him that. I he graduated that. from York. You can still get buckets right now, oh, right? It's, it's like riding a bike. It's you got to get back on that bike. You know, the jump shot is still there. Mm. Never lose that. Mm. So I've had a very similar experience, too, with volleyball. I've been coaching at mm -hmm. Kellenberg for now 23 years. Okay. Um, you know, similar. Everyone looks at me like, 23 years, man. When well, you saw when you were seven. And I go, <laughs> hey, as soon as I graduated high school, I was, I was the coach, but you know, that transition for me was so difficult because a lot of these people were my peers. They, I went right. to school with them and you probably had a similar mm -hmm. situation where like now the juniors become seniors and now you're their coach. You got to have that type of boundary. What was that like? How was that adjustment? Well, the first year it was really hard because I was like, I could be out there like telling them what to do. It was mm -hmm. really hard that first year interning. Like, go over here, run over here, do this, do and this. And you never coached either, right? Never yeah. coached, never coached. That was like my first time ever interning. But, you know, you, once you know the game, you know what I'm saying, it slow it down. It just became second nature, you know? Mm, mm. So, well, how long were you, did you end up being there? I was at York College for 20, like 23 years. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. And it's, it's I just so, stopped two years ago. Mm. So, how did, you, how did the officiating component come about? I was always playing in multiple tournaments. And then John, at John Colson at Utopia Park, he was always trying to get me to ref. I'm like, yo, I'm still playing. I still got it. Refing is for guys that can't play ball no more. Mm. So that was my mentality at that time. And then one of the guys I ref with, uh, he's refing our game. And I asked him, yo, how much money you make? He said, yo, I just made 10 Gs in the summer. I was like, what? <laughs> said, I'm playing, giving you my money. I'm like, yep. this, this got to change. Yep. So he finally got me like 2000. 16, mm. that's when I really started officiating. Mm. You know, I'm really interested about that particular subsect of officials because, you know, when I met John, 
I was already a decorated official. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like a situation where it's like, yo, come over here and, and, and learn all this stuff. But, you know, I think he has such a great knack of identifying somebody that would really thrive. And that's a very difficult skill because mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. You know what I'm saying? He used to tell me all the time. He said, yo, Nate, you are all American. You just got to translate that to officiate. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you thought he was bugging I, out. Once he showed me the book, I was like, that's crazy. That's all the rules like we got to get used to is that thick. I'm like, wow. Right. That's, I'm thinking it's easy. Right. It wasn't easy at all. Do you remember the first time John Colson put you uh, the bapti- baptism by fire? I was, threw you in I the w- water? I was always texting him, John, I'm ready. Yo, John, I'm ready. He said, okay. He gave you the kangaroo classic at the start, don't No. It's even, it's even better. The Joe, uh, Joe Kim Noah tournament. My first game. And Joe Kim Noah was there? Nah, this was the tournament, though. He wasn't there. He comes okay. at, he, he come at the end, like the end of the season. My first game, championship game, Lincoln Jeff. Oh. That must have been Oh, How was it? They always get on me about this one play. Let's hear it. <laughs> player comes down. Officer player comes down. He lays it up. Officer, a defensive player pushes another player that didn't lay it up. Mm. Scored a goal. I put the guy that laid it up on the foul line. They went crazy. They went bonkers. I feel like I've heard this story before. It, me, it was me, Damian Shaw on the game. I did not know how to adjudicate the play. Mm. And Joe looked around so many times. If you don't know how to adjudicate the play, don't call it. I called that play. I had a brain freeze. I asked Damian, yo, Damian, <laughs> what do I do? He put, we all put the wrong guy on the line. I put the wrong guy on the line. They stopped the game. They, uh, they went crazy. Lincoln and them went crazy. And they, we actually had to put the, the right. There wasn't no guy on the line because there wasn't no foul. It was a foul, but they wasn't shooting. So they were mm. supposed to take the ball out. Mm. I'll never do that again. Don't so. tell me they still mention this to you. Still, because oh. they know I'm in that book. I'm in that book 24-7. So See, they I'm- know. They know. I'm so happy that I met all those gentlemen by the time I was already established. Yeah, I wasn't established then. Yeah, yeah. he threw me in the fire. That was a fire. Definitely a fire. Humble me. Man, I really think that that's such a great asset in the officiating community because, you know, sometimes when you're learning, it's not like basketball where you could just have reps and reps. The only way you can get reps is doing games, right? And it's not like... Seeing plays. It's not like working at McDonald's. First day at McDonald's, right? Your manager will come right there and go, they'll press the touch screen (laughs) and go like, all right, that'll be 468. Right. If you're messing up their game right now, you messing up their game right now. They don't care if it's your first day. They don't care about none of that, right? Nah. As you I know. Mean, they let, <laughs> like I said, it was a championship game, Lincoln and Jeff. I mm. mean, it was crazy. Crowded, packed. When was the moment that you started taking refereeing very serious? Uh, I say 2016, after I decided to leave your college, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to give that up and try to do something else. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, still be around basketball, but maybe move on to officiating. That had to be a tough, uh, a tough transition to do that, right? Just from going from coaching and then, you know, just being at the, prof- like, you see professional referees and, you, and you're around this and then, you know, you go back, kind of start from the beginning again. Um, was that a very difficult thing? And also, just like your playing and your coaching experience, I always call that the triumvirate of mm-hmm. experiencing all those things. I know it is also a benefit, but at the same time, it's very difficult sometimes to unlearn the things you know as a player. Especially, uh, we, we still talk about that. Pastor said, telling me all the time, you always thinking like a coach. I said, I'll always have that part of my game when I'm officiating. Mm. 
because I know how to talk to players. I know how to talk to coaches because I was a coach. You know what I'm saying? So that easy transition for me was being able to still think like a player, think like a coach, and, and bring that to the officiating. Mm. Now, you do basketball all the time. Mm-hmm. If there's another sport that you would officiate, what would it be and why? Well, I was just in the soccer class, but um, I couldn't. I went away on a trip, and I really couldn't give it the time. But um, maybe volleyball or lacrosse, something, maybe, something like that. Mm. Um, I think you should do volleyball. I could, Me too. I could probably help you. You know less what? On, less on the legs. Last time, there. last time we had uh, our state championship, it was at your college. Really? Yeah. Really? I should I should have looked up and see if. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Oh yeah. This is, is it just your number or your name too? My, my, my name, my jersey, all that. It's very circular in there. Yeah. Circular. When I when I when I come back as a head coach, then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that'd be a little bit different. So talk about your mentors that you've had along the way. What have they done for you, and how do you think it shaped the way you've helped people after you? Well, like John Colson, he was like the number one because he still believes in me that, you know, I can do this. Um, he gives me these games that, you know, nobody else would give me. Um, and just working together with guys for years and years, you just build that relationship and just, it just grows from that. Anybody else? Um, Richard Wright, Shorty Long, um, definitely, um, who else? Basically, those guys right there, Shirley mm. Long, John Colson, a lot of good refs that, you know what I mean, they give me some good advice yeah. about, you know, who to listen to, mm. who to watch, you know what I'm saying? I went to the, I just came back from a Division One tryout camp. It was the best experience I could have in my life. Um, just being around those guys you see on TV, because we, we watch those games, and then um, we talk about plays all the time. We videotape, we send a question out. Yo, what you got on this play? So to actually see those guys and then give, give us advice is the best. I never talked so much on the court before. Before, I would never talk. Mm. Now that's all you hear me talk. I like to talk. Yeah, I love to talk. Yeah. I love to talk. I can't stop talking now. Yeah. I think they were so surprised in the beginning, that first game, because, you know, they, them coaches smell blood. Mm-hmm. And they just knew, like, yeah, you ain't going to yell on this, this mm-hmm. court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about before that coach from New York City uh, Elite, Mm-hmm. What is it? Heat. Heat. New York City Heat. Man, that guy just, he, he just needed it. He just needed to yell. Were you like that when you were coaching? Actually, because I was on the board of 119, I knew those guys. Mm. I would always know how to talk to them. Because they'd be like, assistant coaches can't talk. But I was able to talk because I was a part of that board. I would mm. go to the meetings and stuff like that. But I, would never, I was never out there officiating like I supposed to because I was coaching. Right. But they knew I, I knew the game. They knew that, yo, ref, you trust your partner. <laughs> yo, you calling out of your PCA. They was like, whoa, what this guy talking about? Mm. He must know something. I said, yeah, that's right. I want to talk about that piece that we were talking about before of, you know, aside from your mentors, mm-hmm. you have that whole group chat of, you know, Warren Davis, Jug. Desta, mm-hmm. and all those guys. And you guys go back and forth, and that must be a great group mm-hmm. text to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about how much that's flourished your career. And also, I guess just tell people, uh, that that are listening, how important that is to have a connection with that because you know we were talking about how you can't really have reps unless right. you ref, but you could exactly. also have those mental reps that you're doing. So like when the pandemic hit and we couldn't referee anymore, so we just turned it into a book talking about the book plays. So it turned into YouTube watching YouTube and then 
sending out questions and then us group chatting all together, it is it has made our game uh, grow that much better. Mm. Because then when you get to a game, you see that play like, oh, we already talked about that. Boom. Now, for younger officials, why do you think that that's important? Because it helps you mentally see plays before they happen. If you got to get plays in front of you in order for you to adjudicate them. Mm. If you don't have those plays, you can't, you know what I'm saying, you're in your repertoire, you won't be able to uh, rule them properly. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's, that's really an important thing. Um, so the, the season, obviously, summer's going to be a tune-up and you're trying to fine-tune fine, fine tune your skills. I just had three games from Bremer this year already. Three, how was that? Three PSL games. Yeah, how was that? It was, the games was, I had a good game last game. It was me, Terry, Gilbert, and some other guy. Um, three-person game. It was all right. It was a mm. good game. It was a good experience. I mean, getting out there, that's, that's the best thing. Yeah, I did PSAL baseball. Mm. And it was, um, you know, it was very important for me to do baseball this season because um, I didn't, we didn't have a season last year. Mm-hmm. So it would have been almost three years before I've officiated a game of baseball. And I, I, it reminded me how long it was. And it also reminded me of how much I enjoy it. So I didn't really do a lot of basketball, but mm-hmm. I did a lot of baseball. Um, you know, but back to you. After everything you said, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as a basketball player? You just got to be humble. You just got to keep learning, you know, always staying in the book, always ask questions, you know, find a good group of people that you can talk to and, and bounce things off of because you need that, you know. I'm glad I got a good group. Yeah. What do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go and ultimately where do you want to go as an official? Well, you know, just put in that work and hopefully, you know, I have another camp coming up in July, girls camp coming up at Spooky Noop. Um, you know, I'm trying to break out. Mm. So hopefully, you know what I mean, got aspiration of D1. I watch those guys on TV. I can, I can mess up games how they mess up games mm. and still get paid, you know me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I did want to ask you a question from, from me personally. Can't so, you know, I, I used to have those same type of aspirations to get to Division One, but now mm-hmm. that I'm more as an administrator, mm-hmm. I feel as though... Maybe I'm shortchanging myself. Maybe I'm, I'm preempting my career, but I mm-hmm. feel like for the greater good, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm going to expand in the future. Um, do you think I'm making the right decision for myself? Well, it has to be an individual thing. You know what I'm saying? Because me, I just want to try it and make it at least one time. Mm. Can't, and then you, there's no regrets. Yeah. I don't have no regrets. Yeah. I put it all out there. You know what I mean? Like I was in Pittsburgh. It was a great experience. Did the championship game out there. Well, it was, you know, had three good, two good partners. I mean, you can't, ex- you can't experience nothing like that, man. Mm. And hopefully, you know, I work with guys that's already working college. So it was just a good experience. So hopefully. So you don't care either way, whether it be men's or women's. Yeah, yeah. Get somebody get the break. Yeah. Come to care. the women's side, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm officially a women's official as well. All right, Whatever, I do girls games, boys right. games, don't matter. What, what, what mechanics do you like better? The women's. Yeah, because it's yeah, pro. It's like That's pro. Why. It's like pro. Walk and talk. All that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like doing Bounce the Bounce across. I don't yeah, like the, love it. the trot. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go? And ultimately, where do you want to go as a basketball official? Well, like I said, I want to move on to the college. Definitely. I know I can do it. I have friends that's doing college right now. I was like, I can do what they do. Just, you know what I mean? If it, if it don't happen for me, I'm just going to keep doing high school mm. and just come to Long Island and sh- rock out. Yeah, come, yo, come to 41, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, if you can... Where's the paperwork? I, I'll, we'll, we'll talk off here. What do you think is the most stickiest situation that you've ever had as a player, 
What's the most thickest situation that you ever had as a coach? What's the most thickest situation that you've ever had as a basketball official? I'm saying as a player, um, I was a little like Isaiah Thomas, a little dirty player. You know what I mean? You hit one of my teammates. The original Isaiah Thomas, yeah, not the little Yeah, one. yeah, not the little Isaiah. Yeah, the Detroit Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you know, I was a little dirty player. If you hit my player, hit me, you can hit back. So you were the enforcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't take it out on my players. I'm going to hit you back. That's mm. it. Box out. You take a charge on me, you might get hit in your lower midsection, fall on you with the elbow on your face, you know? Mm. Was, that's back in the days, like the 90s. You, when you played, you played physical. It was rough. Mm. What about your most sticky situation as a coach? Well, I had the, the opportunity to get thrown out of a, a preseason game. Uh, we had an All-American uh, Marcel Asonye and then we was uh, we had a game and the refs I mean they were killing Marcel I mean hammering him I'm like yo ref y'all gotta make these calls this is an all American led the nation in shot blocks and rebounds and before the season started he's gonna get hurt in this game they threw me out they you, threw me out do you think of it a was, scrimmage of a scrimmage game. They threw me out. But do you think it was warranted the way you acted? Oh, of course. Oh, okay, I'm standing okay. up for my player. All right, all right. And, and it's just, hello, it's a scrimmage. You can stop and talk to the team and all this. I'm like, yo, ref, y'all got to, y'all new guys coming in, new guys coming in. John brought new guys coming in. And we walked off the court. We left. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. When was John St. John, I, I, I can't remember the year, but we walked off and we left. Mm. Like, nah, we ain't going to do this. You ain't going to hurt our star player. Damn. It ain't worth it. A well, scrimmage. I mean, you, you definitely uh, let, them, let them know mm -hmm. about your displeasure. What is the most sticky situation that you've ever had as a basketball official? Still that play. <laughs> <laughs> that play, my first game. That will never, ever happen. Does that be haunting Damien, too? I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. doing college. I hope. Shout out to Dame. <laughs> he gave me the plug. Word. At, at, at the last camp, he gave me a plug. I use his name. So hopefully, you know what I mean? It's a good look. Yeah, me and Damien always link because we're the Blasian ones on, on <laughs> around the circuit. Um, conversely, what is your best moment as a player, as a coach, and also what is your best moment thus far as a basketball official? As a player, uh, we won the first CUNY championship at your college history in 1997. I was an All-American. Uh, had my number retired. It was just a great year that year, 1997. Mm. Um, as a coach, we won three championships. Plus, as a, as a coach, I won three championships. So, as a player, I won one. So, that's four chips that I had in my York College history. Damn. Illustrious. Yeah. And, and, work, I, and working my first TV game, that Slam 16, that was awesome. Yeah. I felt bad because John definitely called me like 16 times during the Thinking pandemic. That, yeah. I, you know what? I just, I just wasn't trying to ref. I just wasn't thinking about it. We that. was already out there. So, I got my shot. It was, come on, this next step. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, basketball means so much to you. Obviously, it's brought you... Since you know, four years old, man. Since two. Actually, yeah. counting two, four. So many connections. Obviously, you were able to translate that to playing in high school, playing it in college, get your jersey retired, and now you're making an impact in the game of officiating. Mm -hmm. What does basketball mean to you? What is it giving to you when you're It's life? life, blood. It's in my blood, man. It's you know, who I am as a person. Uh, I just walk and talk basketball. Eat, drink and live basketball. That's it. Mm. Like this cup, you know what I mean? Mm. Cup holder, you know what I mean? You like that? Yeah, I like that. That's it's, official. Yeah, and you can feel, you can look feel, at that. The, you got you the, feel the texture. Yeah, look, at, look at that. You got the hoop 
garbage can. That's yeah, life man. right there. Just just a little bit, man. But it's I'm life. I'm I love volleyball too, though. So okay. oh yeah, it's just can't really say that out out loud. There's not that many yeah, people that are into it like that. Put that out there in the atmosphere. I'm I'm gonna be a D one ref. That's gonna put that out there. Cool, man. What are your goals immediately too? Uh, just like in November, just kill the high school season. I know <sighs> I want to. Uh, just keep getting better every day. Yeah, huh? just yeah, that's it, man. Just work hard at your craft, whatever you want to do in life. You got to work at it. Mm. Man, this has been awesome. You, I, I left you a lot of time so you yeah, can get to your next time, des- des- destination. I appreciate man. you, man. Like I said, Ralph, thank you uh, again for giving me the opportunity to come out here and work in Allen Garden. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's helping me tremendously work on my stuff. You know, and, there's, and people after the game telling me, good job. That's the best feeling. Yeah, they like you over there, man. Yeah, You're turning yeah, into a regular yeah. over some there. Guy, some, some guy came to me the other day. He's like, yo, I like to see you rough, man. I like it. I, you take it serious. I said, thank you. Cool, man. We're going to wrap this up so you can get to West 4th. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? God bless everybody, man. Just, you know what I mean? Keep working at your craft. Whatever you do in life, you can do it. Yeah, man. As a testament, man. I appreciate you, Nate Reeves, Ralph the Ref. This is The Ramp. We are signing out. Peace. Peace.